This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. I am your fearless, fearless host, Brian Petrie. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Uh, yeah, listen, the, uh, the, the day hasn't started off great for me. I was so excited to record on a Sunday. I always tell you on Monday with my recap shows, I'm like, oh, I couldn't do it Sunday. It's family day. I had stuff going on, but some shit happened today. I mean, nothing serious, right? I mean, I, everyone's got, you know, family stuff going on, but you know, go to bed late last night, take a nap before the fights, big, big fight night. This whole weekend was fight night, but, um. You know, you have Bellator, you have UFC, we'll recap it all. And I fucking go, I take a little nap, right, while the girls go to Hobby Lobby. You know, I ain't going to that fucking store. And uh, I feel good. I stay up to about one. Usually I'm in bed by like, I mean, the second the main event's over, sometimes before the main event's over. But I was holding in strong with my with my advanced age. Woke up at 3.30. My daughter was in our bed with us. You know, she had some candy yesterday. We, You know, it's a weekend. We let her have candy. She was at the park. She had like a ring pop and then like we got like uh, some chocolate and and I guess we, you know, were horrible parents and just didn't pay attention to how much candy she has. I mean, it's not like she ate all the chocolate, but she woke up complaining of a stomach ache at like 3.30 in the morning and we're like, oh, it's okay. You know, know, she's got, you know, she's going to kill me when she listens to this when she's older, but she's got a little bit of a poop problem. You know, her poop is... uh, Ever since she's been born, it's been an issue. You know, she's been getting sick with it and stuff, and it's been rearing its ugly head lately. So we, she wakes up, you know, she's crying, her belly hurts. We thought, okay, you know, uh, you know, we just gotta get on the toilet. We gotta, we gotta try to make this work. And then she threw up, all in our bed, everywhere. Just woo. my wife caught my wife fucking in the dark. Superhero fucking just somehow catches. I would say 40 to 50% of the puke that is in the bed, probably like 40%. It was a lot, all like chocolate and fries. And, uh, I mean, we didn't even have her dinner last night. I don't even remember, but anyway, it was, it was a mess. And so I go and put her in the tub, you know, it's three 30 in the morning. The other baby's crying. She, our daughter's crying. She's pale as a ghost in the face. I'm getting worried thinking it's something else, but uh, she ended up being okay. She's she's fine. She just had a uh, just ate too much fucking candy. Just had too much sugar in her system, and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, got rid of it. Had to get rid of it. Um, poor little thing. But I felt like a horrible parent because it's like ah, we really should cap it. And I mean, hindsight, I didn't think she had too much, but obviously she did. Um, but uh, yeah. So woke up to that with with puke in the bed. Had to go get her. Um. At three thirty in the morning, go get her Sprite. She doesn't drink soda, but Sprite is the only thing that helps her with her belly. You know, she just drinks water or juice. She wanted Sprite. Dad's on it. Get up, go, go to this Speedway. I'm wherever you're from. I'm sure you have some kind of gas station. Speedways are probably everywhere, right? So this Speedway is the one where I went to when I was a young lad, a young pup. Two, three, four in the morning on my way home from from wherever I was at, and I would stop there, get a little snack, get a little drink, get a little Gatorade, whatever I needed to to recover. Uh, it was it was it was the spot. There was a lot of things that happened in that speedway. I remember the guy that was always the late shift guy who worked uh, worked the counter or whatever. He fucking like I walked in there one day with my buddy, and we're you know we're 18, 19, 20 maybe. 
drunk off our asses, but we walk in there to get some snacks before we head back to, to my house. And the guy behind the counter is getting like yelled at because he owed weed money or something, allegedly. And then dude straight was like, I'm a fucking blah, blah, blah. And we go to the guy like, man, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he rings us out. Then he walks out with us to uh, smoke a cigarette. And then there was like three dudes waiting out there for him. And they just fucking pummeled him. And I didn't do fuck all. <laughs> I didn't do a goddamn thing. I'm not getting involved in that. I don't know you that well. You bring out my Doritos, bud. I don't know who you're getting beat up by. I'm not getting involved in that. Um, but I, I, I haven't been out that early in, in a, a long time or late, however you want to look at it. And I went to the same speedway, got a Sprite. Obviously, that guy's not working there anymore. I don't even know if he's alive. But, uh, yeah, it was there was a lot of characters at 3.30 in the morning at Speedway getting gas, getting food. And those are kind of my people. I mean, I spent nine years working, you know, leaving work at like 2, 3 in the morning, having to stop, get gas, having to, you know, be out. with a month. And then even before that, my younger my younger years or even in that years, I was always a night out. I'd always get home early uh, or late, whatever you want to say. But uh, yeah, so really good kick to the dick to start off the day. And then even more so, this one not as serious. I have tremendous OCD about my gear, about my setup, right? I'm very proud of it. I'm selling the mic arm. Got a new mic arm from Elgato. I'll quickly talk about how big of a piece. So I got to release a bunch of new stuff. I like, I got a lot. I got the camera, I got the light, got the stream deck, blah, 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 all that. Uh, they released a mic arm. I have, I like the low profile mic arm. Not many companies make one. Elgato, a company I really like. They released it with all their new shit. Um, so I b- ordered it. And when I ordered it, it said one week, you know, and I said, okay, cool. You know, it t- it's going to take one week. So after a week passed, I, I email them. And they don't get back to me for like two or three days. So then I call them and I said, hey, because now it's sold out. I said, hey, the uh, the mic arm I ordered on, you know, the day it came out, the 15th or whatever, it's uh, it's not sold out. I was just wondering if I am still in that window to get it after a week after considering it. Uh, that's what it said when I ordered it. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, oh, it's sold out. No, no. Yeah, I got it. I, I know it's sold out now, but, you know, it wasn't when I ordered it. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're, we're having stock issues. It's just currently sold out. I can't tell you when, when you'll get it. And I go, okay, but see, see, we're having an issue. We're having a communication. This is exactly what I said to him. And again, I have admitted I am the worst person to buy shit. I tell you, I tell you, I was thinking about this at work. If I ran a dock and listen, any company out there that's working, I don't care what you ship. If you had me in charge of your dock, you had me in charge of your shipping, you had me in charge of hiring, you have me in charge of training people on the phones, it's going to take a lot of money, okay? I ain't cheap, but I guarantee you, you ain't going to have any late shipments, you ain't going to have any complaints on the phone, I can guarantee you that, that's my guarantee to you. Again, not going to be cheap, but if you're a company that cares Maybe you should. So this guy has no answers for me. He's throwing COVID in my face. Well, it's COVID and things are sold out. Okay, I get that. But it wasn't sold out when I ordered it. That's like me going to a fucking sandwich shop. And I go, hey, um, 
Do you got uh can I get a sandwich? Like, yeah, it's gonna take a minute with bread. Okay, I'll wait, I'll wait that minute. Minute passes up. All right, can I get a sandwich? Sorry, sold out. What do you mean? I, I ordered my sandwich when you're baking the bread. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's sold out. Like what? So the email, the people in the email is a different person, uh, same company, but different person emailed me back and said, Yeah. It's sold out and, you know, with COVID and, you know, our stock and, you know, and he's like, but I, I can't guarantee you anything. Um, but I'm going to say like two to three weeks. And I'm like, well, it said a week on the website, right? You know, if your website's wrong, then what, what else is wrong? So then, you know, I didn't follow up the email. I already talked to that buzz on the phone. So I'm like, whatever. I go to Twitter, complain about it. They don't reach out to me on Twitter. They don't give a shit. They're a huge company. I mean, I don't give a fuck. And, uh, you know, I, even, I think I even said something to them on, on Instagram. They don't give a shit, right? They just don't care. So they send me a follow-up thing like, hey, how'd we do? Uh, we saw that you called our customer service. How'd it go? And I fucking devoured them. Typed out a huge, took time out of my fucking day to be like, this guy sucked. Here's what you're doing wrong. Yada, yada, yada. And they contact me again. They called me. I answer, I didn't know who it was. I'd never answer phone numbers. I don't know. But I'm like, fuck it. This is a weird number. Whatever. It was like a 188, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know, it's either spam or whatever. 188 numbers don't call me all that often. So I answered it. And uh, it was them asking what was the problem. And I fucking politely, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm the complete asshole here, even though I am. I politely told him, hey, uh, here's the deal. And uh, they're like, well, you know, we're so sorry, blah, 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 you know, with our stock. And I said, don't you dare say COVID. But because that's what I got three or four times. And I understand that COVID is happening again. I understand that's like a scapegoat for companies. But COVID didn't tell your website to say one week shipping time. Okay. Happy to note that it has now shipped. It's coming on my birthday, which is Wednesday. But. The disaster part, because I got derailed, was my mic arm that I had here. It's in my desk. I have two mugs that I love. I have a Cincinnati Crew Tower mug, which I got on my third or fourth date with my wife. I got an Ohio mug. And my kids were, were here, you know, where my wife was around. And I moved the microphone. And the whole fucking thing came out of the desk, right? The, the hole I drilled. Came out of the desk, the microphone, the arm, knocked over both cups, both mugs. Well, one's a cup, one's a mug. Hit the floor. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Expensive-ass microphone, head first to the floor. Thankfully, it's okay. Mic arm uprooted out of the desk, which is bonkers, right? And then my fucking crew tower mug, which is a which is a building in Cincinnati where you can go to the top of it. It's a tall building, and... You know, whatever. Wife and I did that uh, in the fall one time when we were dating, and it was very nice. We bought a crement, uh, well, I can't say that word, a, f- a memento mug. And that's been on my desk filled with my markers and my SIM cards and all that. And fucking it broke. It fucking broke. So I was going to record the podcast earlier. I was, I was upset. I was fucking upset about that. Like, now I get this huge fucking... 40 pound the only thing i can put my mic on mic stand that i used to use when i would thought i was gonna have a bunch of guests in here sitting on my fucking table because I, I i have to wait till wednesday mug is ruined the only fucking mug we have in this house i'm not a coffee drinker 
is a Santa Claus mug. So I got dumb Santa Claus staring at me. And I know this might sound like modern day problems or whatever, but you have no idea how, how much I have a lot to say to this podcast. I like my recap shows. We're recapping essentially two events. I got a couple of things to talk about really three events and you know, all this stuff that's happened to me. And I got this fucking giant crater. I mean, listen to this. Oh gosh. You hear that? It thinks heavy as fuck. It's, it's just, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm glad I, ha- I have it. Cause I, this, the microphone I have is not really a handheld microphone, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm complaining because I'm a little bitch about it, but my OCD is on like a 10 right now. Cause I like, really like order in my office. I really like, like flow. Like I spent like the past two weeks really cable managing everything. And I, I, I just, everything's exactly the way I wanted, except obviously getting that mic arm here, but this hurts. This hurts me deep, deep in my loins, bros. Modern day problems for a modern day guy. What are you going to do? We're going to get to the UFC. We're going to get to Bellator. Um, Real quick, uh, I didn't do the pick them on the Bellator. I did make some Bellator bets. So we'll go over. Wait. I got you know, to talk about Simone Biles. I got to talk about Simone Biles. Listen, at, you know, I know this is probably going to be an old topic because this was last week's news, last week, you know, whatever. I just, I just have a fundamental problem with a lot of people's opinions on this. And. I'm never the type of guy that's like, well, if you've never competed at this or this, or if you've never done this or this, you don't have a valid opinion. I think that's ridiculous because if that's true, I mean, I, even though I trained MMA and never fought, uh, the, you know, a lot of podcasts, we obsolete. Um, I think people were overreacting, giving her a hard time and really giving her injustice because of what she's been through. She was part of that Larry Nasser bullshit, that fucking pedophile creep. Like she got sexually assaulted, molested, whatever, when she was young. Um, you know, she's in a tremendous amount of pressure her whole life. She's been training gymnastics since she's three. They probably knew at a young age, oh, she's going to be Olympian. The girl's 23, 24 years old, hasn't had a day off in forever. Every time she did, my buddy brought it to my attention. Every time she does an interview and they ask her what's her favorite part about gymnastics, she says her day off. That's sad as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, this is the GOAT. This is the greatest female gymnastics, you know, Olympian of all time. And she's, well, she can do things no one else can do. And, you know, she had a little bit of a mental thing. And I'm a big mental health advocate. And I think it's a little wrong for these people who have no idea what it is to be competitive or have a competitive spirit comment on what she's going through. She was dealing with some injuries. And then her team came out and said it was more mental. She says she had the twisties, which I guess is basically vertigo. There's a lot of back and forth, and and, and she just got piled on. And, you know, these fucking girls that, that I went to high school with on my Facebook are like, here's Carrie Strog, a real American who didn't quit with an injury. It's like, bitch, you were 18 and had your first kid because you didn't have the fucking um drive or you didn't have the wherewithal to say no to that idiot you had a kid with you had a kid with the first guy that gave you some dick and you've had two more since with two other guys right and you're gonna sit there and judge somebody because they're going through a little bit of a mental health thing who has been competing at the highest level who've had the spotlight on her since she was a fucking teenager 
You have no room to talk. You have no opinion in this matter. You should shut the fuck up. And I saw a lot of that and it drove me nuts because I don't, I have, I'm a father of two girls and as much as I don't want my girls to quit and as much as I would like to push them to be their best, if they come to me and I hope they do it and I, I hope it never happens first off, but if, it, if they having trouble mentally, I want them to come to me because the suck it up generation, I'll bury it deep down inside and don't believe in therapy. Don't believe in addressing your problems. They're dropping like flies with heart issues, with alcoholism, with drug issues, with whatever. I'm not a part of that. I'm a part of expressing yourself. And I, as a guy who's been through it two years ago, having really, really bad panic and anxiety, I fought through it by addressing it. And I think this sets a bad example for when people are so against her, when, you know, she's just speaking out about having problems with stress and pressure. I mean, she's getting pressure every which way. And, you know, I know she's the greatest Olympian of all time. I know, you know, oh, she looked down on her country and all this. People are going to be upset about it. But you you come first. You as a person comes first. Now, this is where I'm a little conflicted because you got a guy like Michael Bisping, who's the complete opposite thought of me. This is a fucking guy who lost his eye, was losing his good eye, and was still fighting, right? This is a guy who never quit, right? As much, I've never been a huge Bisping fan. But he had a whole different set of opinions. He was going back and forth with people on Twitter. Now, a lot of people get upset about Twitter because, you know, it's a cesspool. There's a lot of idiots out there. There's a lot of opinions they don't agree with. That's what I love about Twitter. I like, I hate reading opinions that are exactly like mine. I like when people have a different spectrum, a different view as I do, because it it helps me grow as a person. If I'm stuck in my own little box and I'm only following people that I know I'm going to agree with, then when I go outside of my box and I hear somebody who says something completely different, then I'm going to get all upset because, whoa, 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 I'm not in my box anymore. I like knowing people who are who view different things. I come from a very conservative family. I don't necessarily view the same things they do. Some of my really closest friends are, are, are a little more left, and I don't agree with everything they do. I like having a good balance. I like being kind of in the middle and just making up my own mind and not really being swayed by either or. Um, And Twitter's great for that because you're in there with a bunch of people who have a bunch of different opinions than you. Some people hate it. I love it. I mean, I'll come on here and talk about how big of an idiot a guy on Twitter is. And yeah, some people are, but that's the fun of it. But, um, you know, with the Simone Biles thing, I think everyone just needs to relax a little bit. She's a young girl, young woman who made the best decision for herself. And not to make, it's not like she... She did it because she couldn't hang or she did it because she's not the best. She's a fucking goat. The fucking, the bios, the moves she does, no one can do that. I mean, it's crazy. You can give me a hundred foot trampoline or whatever the fuck. I couldn't do that with a hundred feet in the air. Like she's incredible. She truly is. And uh, I thought she was getting a little bit of heat for no reason. And, and again, with the Michael Bismuth thing, even though I lost my train of thought there, I feel like a guy like him who's been through all that never quit. His opinion is 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 valid to me because he has been through high level competition and had every reason to quit and never did. But people are built differently, right? People's mindsets are built differently. People are just made up different, and uh, you can't lump everybody in the same category as everybody. You know what I mean? So even though Michael's making some great points and everything that he's been through, not everybody's the same. Right. And I know a lot of people are like, well, if Simone Biles is a hero, Max Rokoff's a hero, and all that stuff. 
And those are funny. Like, those are funny. But listen, Simone Biles is, is a fucking G. She's unbelievable at what she does. And uh, again, I, I, I just, uh, the suck it up generation, I think, is is not a good way to go about your life. And uh, I'm glad Simone Biles, if she's having some real mental stuff and a real breakdown's about to happen and she just needs some help, get that help. I love it. Good for her. Good for her. So let's lay off Simone Biles a little bit. Okay, American Hero. Well, maybe not American hero, but an American treasure. All right. My boy Chris Curtis fought Friday night. He fought for XMMA. It's their second production. I was really impressed by their first production. Whatever production team they had the first time might have cost a little bit too much more than they wanted to expend because the production team this time was not nearly as good. She had Frank Mir on the mic. He had Eric Apple. I think Eric Apple must be an investor in it or whatever. Not great. Um, but the first, the way they shot, the way they, um, the cameras, everything the first time was great. This time, a, a little wonky. A little wonky. So the, I think the production team had a had a major overhaul. Uh, either way, Chris got the dub. He fought Kenny Robertson at 170 pounds. Kevin Robertson, UFC vet. Tricky grinder wrestler. And that's kind of been Chris's biggest um, I you know well that that's his biggest biggest problem. I addressed it on Friday on the podcast. Is that that was his biggest problem? Is he had problems uh, stopping takedowns and, and you know now he's training with some Dagestans in fucking Vegas and all he's doing is wrestling and he looked good. His hips look good. His cardio looked good. I wanted to finish. He wanted to finish. He was bouncing Kenny Robinson's head off the fucking the whole. He won every round. He was bouncing his head off the fucking cage. I don't know what those announcers doing. He got caught with like a. Pawing left hook got cut on his eye, and the dancers are like, Oh, he got cut. Oh my god, he's cut. It's like, yeah, but Robinson's not doing much. He's doing these awkward ass kicks and he's getting fucking eaten up by a straight straight left hand. Chris looked good. Chris looked good. That's his five or six in a row for Chris. I would have loved to finish because that would have been another UFC vet he finished. Uh he said he wants to fight ten times this year. You know, I, I think that's his fourth fight, fifth fight, so he's got Five more to go. He can probably do it. He's got to cut, so he's got to slow down a little bit. But, man, I I don't know what it's going to take to get him in the UFC. I don't know why he's not in the UFC. He's in Vegas. He's training with the best in the world. His weight's always good. He can go on his burps. He can go from 170 to 185. You know what I mean? Like, he'll fight either weight class. He's number one on all the topology rankings. And pound for pound at 170, 185, it's... It is just absurd to me that he is not in the UFC. And considering what he did in the contender series, you got a guy like Colin Anglin who fought this past weekend who looked mediocre, pedestrian in the contender series. He's fighting, right? Like, you got guys who have lost on the contender series fighting in the UFC. They've gotten that chance because of short notice chance. Oh, we already got you in our system. Chris won. Won by knockout. And he never got the call. Now, I mean, you can make the argument, yeah, he went to PFL after the contender series, so they can't call him, they can't steal him. He's on a contract PFL. He's not on a contract with anybody right now. I have no fucking clue why he's not going to the UFC. Why he's, I mean, he's doing everything right. He's 34. He's in his prime. He's an exciting fighter. He's not going to take the fight to the ground. He's going to stand up. He's going to get people interesting matchups. Um, cardio holds up. Chin holds up. I, 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 I'm at a loss for fucking words, guys. At a loss for fucking 
Words. All right, so let's go to the picks. Again, I didn't give official Bellator picks. I didn't pick the whole card. But for the UFC, this fucking shit show, this motherfucking, this one, uh, this one tanked. A lot of fights canceled. We had one, two, three fights canceled. Probably more of that before I printed this sheet. It, 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 was, it was nuts, you know. And then a fight canceled. It got put back on. Bellator was kind of the premiere show this weekend, although I think a lot of people were kind of overacting with the Bellator stuff. We'll get to that. Went four and five of my picks. My bets on the night, I uh, I did okay. So I took 20 bucks off our 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 guy Timbo. Tim uh Temptatious 10, uh friend of the podcast, champion of the podcast. You'll hear him next week. And, you know, took 20 off him on the main event. He had Uriah Hall, I had Sean Strickland, you know, Timbo. I just, you know, one thing to say to you, buddy. Not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, man. I had, to, I had to take that 20 off you. I had to start with that. I mean, listen, that's a win. That's a $20 win. Uh, so I took that off Timbo in the main event. I uh, My only big play, I kept it kind of modest, was one unit on AJ McKee and Usman uh, Nurmagomedov, who was a giant favorite. But I knew he was going to absolutely dominate. AJ McKee was, I got him at a plus number. I know he closed as a, uh, he closed as a pick him. Dominated fucking Pitbull. I love it. I hate Pitbull. So that was a big win on, on the night. That ended up coming to a plus number. Uh, I had 0.8 units, 80 bucks on premise versus uh, Malik uh, Melsic Bagdarian. Bagdarian. Fuck, I can't pronounce the name. I got completely robbed. Primus won that fight. I don't give a fuck what you say. That Russian fuck did nothing. Did nothing on top. Primus was rubber guarding and going for submissions and, and trying to sweep him. It was more active. How you give that round or that fight, excuse me, to, to the fucking Russian blows me away. Primus was better on the feet, pinned him against the cage. He just got taken down. He got taken down because he was playing the guard game. Unbelievable! You look at that fight. You tell me who was supposed, to, who was finishing who, who was the one trying to end the fight. It was fucking Brett Primus. Uh, then point four units, forty dollars on Benoit Bays and Strickland. I was really confident Bays. I also did a quarter unit on her to win. That was my other W in the night. So I won the first one, lost the two. Only had four bets. Five. You count the Timbo, the Benoit Bay Strickland. Um, yeah, I was scared of the Benoit. I said, I said it's too good to be true. Because Saruk is is just has not looked good in the UFC. Came out throwing heavy leg kicks on Benoit. Smart game plan was kept keeping on his bike the whole time. Benoit was super compromised. He dropped him a few times. However, listen, if TJ Dillashaw beat Corey Sanhagen because he went forward, then why didn't Ryan Benoit win that fight? You know what I mean? If Macy Barber beat Miranda Maverick because she went forward, then why didn't Ryan Benoit win that fight? Ryan Benoit dropped him. Every time he threw his hands, he was landing. Saruk didn't. Saruk countered very well in the beginning, and then just was on his bicycle. I just, um, I'm not going to say robbery or anything. I just don't understand the consistency of judging. That one hurt. I was Benoit was my modal lock. Got that one wrong, which really stings. <laughs> um, but let's go top to bottom here. Let's go Bellator first. Um, I'm only going to recap a handful of Bellator fights. Obviously, AJ McKee versus Pitbull, in my opinion, was the big. Of a big fight of the weekend, right? It was the main event of Bellator. Pitbull's their star. AJ McKee is their star growing. He's, he literally started his career in Bellator. Um, I really liked Antonio McKee. I really liked his dad. His dad was back in my prime fighting UFC days where I was, I mean, I still am, but this is when I was like into the thick of it. Uh, Antonio McKee was on a crazy fight. Win streak was, was not the 
most exciting fighter, good wrestler, good grappler, had good judo, um, never finished fights, but you know, he was, he was a fucking dog in there. He was, and he got a shot in UFC and he, he came in kind of loud mouth a little bit, kind of talking about Dana White a little bit saying Dana White's a boot drunken sailor or something like that. And he fought Jacob Oakman who the UFC hated. And I think they brought McKee in to be like, all right, you got to fucking get rid of this guy. We signed this guy and we hate him. We are contractually obligated to give this guy fights. But if he loses, we can cut him whenever we want. So we're bringing you in to beat this fucking dork. McKee loses a split decision. Close fight. Don't remember the fight, but they cut McKee. They said, all right, you, you are our, you're our hitman. We hired you to come in, take care of this fucking guy, and you blew it. See ya. So Bobby Green beat AJ, uh, Jacob Volkman. They cut Volkman right after Green beat him. It was, it was, uh, yeah, so McKee, unfortunately, uh, did not have a great run in the OC, but I've always liked him. His son, his spawn, maybe 10 times a fighter. Antonio was. Antonio was very one-dimensional. AJ McKee can do it all. He fought Pitbull. I was on McKee. I've been on McKee ever since the Pat Kern fight, I believe, maybe a little bit before that. I thought they had something special in this kid in Bellator. Undefeated fighter, good wrestler, good creative submissions, good cardio, stand-up, always improving, and it has looked dynamite. Wrapped his fucking shin around uh, Pitbull's head. Tremendous performance. Choked him out. There's literally still photos of Pitbull asleep with his arms limp, right, in McKee's arms. And the ref stopped it. And then he was still standing up and he woke up and he was complaining after the fight. I didn't see the post-fight interview with Pitbull. If they gave one, I'm sure he complained that he wasn't out. His corner was yelling he wasn't out. Dude, take the loss like a fucking man. You know what I mean? Like, you're always respect. You don't talk about me in front of my son. Shut the fuck up, man. You're talking about beating him up in front of his dad. He can bring up whatever he wants. Uh, and just own it like a man. You didn't own it. It's the same thing when he lost to Benson Harrison, he, like broke his leg or something. He like quit and like didn't own it. Like, you know what? I mean, I get that one a little bit, but you know, you know, he, he's hanging his hat on knocking out Michael Chandler. I just listen. Pipple's good. There's no doubt about it. I can sit here and spin this any way I want about how I don't like Pipple. He's a good fucking fighter. He is. I don't like him. McKee look fantastic. You got a superstar in your hands here. They did it in LA. That's where he's from. Crowd went nuts. He's 26 years old. He's good looking. He's well spoken. He's an exciting fighter. The only issue is he's in Bellator. He did the same song and dance every Bellator fighter does when they when they win it big. Is he wants to cross promote? He wants to fight Max Holloway, uh, Brian Ortega trying on him when they were young. So he wants Ortega back. He wants Volkanovski. Buddy, the UFC is never going to cross promote with Bellator. It's not a win for them because if their guys loses, what does that say for them? They're their premier organization. That's like fucking um, the NFL cross-promoting with Canadian football or XFL. There's no point in it. NFL's far superior. And this is the one case where I actually think that Bellator might have the better guy here. I think AJ McKee would have loads of problems with Max Holloway. But I think he would match up well with Ortega and uh, Volkanovski. I seriously doubt Volkanovski every chance I get. But I just think Max Holloway, all those three, is still the better fighter. Even though he's dropped two to Volkanovski. You know, I, what I've seen on tape, I think I think Max Holloway is the better fighter. I just, what are you going to do? Well, you know, this is my podcast, okay? Don't fucking say that. Hey, what do you think about it? Guess what? Not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. 
You're not that guy. I can say whatever I want. But uh, yeah, so AJ McKee, Dynamite, five star performance. Five star man, AJ McKee. And then Brett Premis, we touched a little bit. I thought he won that fight. Absolutely insane that that the Khabib cornered guy won the Russian. He was like 19 and one. All I did was lay on him. Literally did nothing on the feet. He landed some nice takedowns. Fine. Did nothing except avoid submissions, avoid a go go, avoid the rubber guard, avoid his leg getting sweeped. Like that's all he did. I mean, if Brett Premis is great on the ground, I wish Brett Premis would maybe. Of scrambled more a little bit, but I mean, if you're Brett Primus, you're like, dude, I just put this guy in like five different submissions. Like, how am I losing? He didn't punch me one time. Maybe he thought you won it. He raised his hands afterwards. The, the announcers thought he won it. A lot of people on Twitter thought he won it. I think I got robbed on that one. I think I got robbed on that one. Masbro versus Emmanuel Sanchez. I really don't know why Bellator promotes Emmanuel Sanchez as much as they do. Uh, I think Masbrell won 29-28. Masbrell, former UFC fighter, probably should have never got cut. I don't know if he got cut or if they're like, eh, if he asked for too much money. I don't know the situation. Up and down the UFC, good wrestler, good grappler, tough as nails. But I don't get the Sanchez hype. I've never been impressed with, with Emmanuel Sanchez, right? Good cardio. It's kind of like Juan Archuleta. Never really been impressed with him either. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, and everyone thought, I mean, it's a good fight. But we're talking about that's a fight of the year. Like, that's what I'm talking about. When Bellator puts on a really good um, show or fight, everyone kind of, the hipsters of MMA are like, hey, that might I might have done it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like guys that follow indie bands. And the indie bands tear that house down. They're like, dude, that was better than the fucking Stones. These guys are the best bands in the world. Like, it's because, yeah, because you're like, you're in that world that wasn't the best fight of the year. It was a very good fight. But best fight of the year? Fuck out of here. Get out of here. Dude. And the only other one I want to talk about in Bellator was the Usman Nurmagomedov. Again, Khabib is undefeated as a coach this year. He's doing the right stuff. Usman fought a fucking cab driver. Usman did whatever he wanted. Had him on the ground. The guy survived on the ground. Threw a crazy knee to the body. Put him down. TKO'd him. He was 1300 for a reason. He's 1500 on DraftKings. I told the guys I was going to put six grand on him just to win a couple hundred bucks. That's how confident I was on him. Just because the guy he fought sucked. The guy he fought, Murrow, Manny Murrow. <clears throat> I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. All right, UFC time. Uh, gave you my bets. Gave you my this. Gave you my that. Boom. Made an event. Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Man, uh, 120 off Timbo. The champ, you know, he liked Uriah Hall in that fight. I like Sean Strickland basically because Sean Strickland's fucking crazy. He marched forward. Sean Strickland gets a four. Uriah Hall gets a two. Maybe should have gave Uriah a little bit more. The fight went down exactly how I thought. The pressure was going to really get to Uriah. I thought maybe he would crack. And there's a couple times he did. And then he hurt his corner and and he really rebounded well. There were times in the past where... The Derek Brunson fight, the Costa fight, um, he would have probably, the Gegard Mousasi fight, the second fight, he would have worn down and got TKO'd in there. He, he really battled back. He was tired. Every minute of every, for every round, the minute of that first round, he gave him hell. Strickland's just a different animal. He knows how to roll punches. He didn't get really hit super clean. A couple shots on the crazy. Uriah, I don't know if, if he went out there with the intention of like, you know what, Strickland only boxes, so that's all I'm going to do. 
because you have so many more weapons and you threw a couple kicks, but that was it. You just want the box with them. And Strickland's really good with that. He's got that Philly shell roll type deal. And uh, yeah, and he's fucking crazy. His post-fight interview is crazy. He's so honest, but then he also said he wants he, it would be an honor to kill a man in there. Talked about how Uriah used to jerk off. This, like, I mean, the guy is nuts, but then he's also turns around and goes, you know what? I'm the last guy the UFC wants to be president or wants to be fucking champion. And he's right. He is. He's fucking nuts. He is a nutcase. You know, that's my that's my thought about Californian guys. If you come from California, you got a little bit of a screw loose. I actually don't know what part of California he's from. Is it Temecula? Is he right there in Temecula or Riverside, California? Okay. Yeah. California. I've only met a handful of dudes that are born and raised in California. Southern California, that is. I don't know what those North folks are like, but Southern California guys I've met have been been wacky. Not as wacky as Sean, but uh, it was a great performance. You know, not a five-star performance, but it was a good performance. I mean, this is what you expect him to do. Walk forward, beat you up, and, uh, you know, he mixed it up. He got it to the ground a little bit. He showed versatility. He showed, like, cardio held up, right? Chin held up. His power is not overwhelming, but it's like, you know, he throws a lot out there. He landed 114 punches on Uriah. It was a it was a good performance overall. I wasn't uh, I wasn't mad at it. However, what do you do with him at eighty five? Is he promotable? Do you do you risk putting him in the main event again and having him say he'll kill people? He's an exciting fighter, you know. Um, you know, obviously he's, he's a top ten talent. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Someone said the winner of of Till and Brunson. I love it. Him and Darren Till would be. Darren's also crazy, so that would be a real fun fight. But uh, as far as Uriah, Uriah Faber, Uriah Hall, kind of what I saw happening, Safe Sayu did everything in his power to get his fighter going. And, you know, Uriah is just a mental guy sometimes. He's got the skills, and sometimes when you put a little bit of pressure on him, he just doesn't like it. He kind of folds, and that's what happened here. That's exactly what happened. Sean knew that. They've trained together in the past. I thought Uriah, I said it on the podcast, Uriah is the more skilled fighter. But Sean, that doesn't mean you're going to win the fight. Sean just knows how to come forward and pick you apart and pick his spots. And he did. And he countered well. He led well. He did everything well. Dominated the fight. I didn't have Uriah winning one round. I think one judge did. I thought Sean won every round. And sorry about, so the Pickums Friday, I did them late. I did them Friday because everything going on during the week. I had a lot of stuff go on with the girls being a little sick and then some other family issues and whatnot. Everything's fine, but uh, only chance I could get was do that Friday. And I did it live. I didn't record it, so it's not on the feed or anything. Uh, you can go to my YouTube and watch it or my Twitter. Everyone takes podcasts on both and watch them. It was like a 30-minute thing. I, I, I did it real quick. I, I ran through the picks. The card wasn't great, but so I just tried to do it as quick as possible. So I apologize that it wasn't audio form. It came late. Hopefully this week, it's my birthday week, so I might be out just fucking cutting a rug. I'm dancing right now. You can't see me. Uh, no, I'm not. I work this week. So uh, uh, everything pl- is, should be on schedule this week, but we'll see what it holds. All right, Cheyenne, but Cheyenne, Cheyenne, Cheyenne Bays versus Gloria DePaula Bays, my baby. She won me this nice knockout in the first round, but DePaula got a zero. She's just not good. She fights shoot the box. Who cares? That name hasn't, that gym hasn't produced anybody since 2000, right? Quit acting like it's a great gym when, you know, it's legendary, cool, but whatever. Cheyenne had talked about, you know, 
she wanted to come in and wrestle. She got out wrestle last time. She wanted to show that she she can wrestle. She gets a three star. DePaula gets a zero. Cheyenne Bays won me money. Probably should have got a higher rating, but um, okay. My my neighbor's mowing the grass. If you hear that, I apologize. But she didn't fight. I mean, a minute something in this fight. She looked aggressive. She had awesome knockout, awesome finish. But she fought a girl that kind of snunk. But yeah, I mean, Bays won fifty k. I'm glad she said she was negative in her account. That sucks to hear. Um, but yeah, she looked uh, she looked fantastic, and it was a good performance by Cheyenne. The killer, what is it? The Warrior Princess Bays or whatever. Yeah, I like her swag. I like her attitude. I think she's if she keeps winning, I I, I like her a lot. And she got to fix something. She's six and two, full time in Vegas now. So. Um, yeah, I like her. I like her in this division. I thought she got a lot, a little bit hard time uh, for this fight because of what happened in the Reese fight, and, and she came out mad in, in every right to be. Next up, Jared Gooden versus Nicholas Stolza. Stolze. This fight was on. It was off. It was on. Jared Gooden stepped, took this fight on short notice. That's impressive. He didn't miss weight. This guy's a thick. I mean, he's not the tallest guy in the world, but he's a thick 170. Dude is big and powerful and took this fight on short notice and wanted to make a statement. And he fucking did. Night train. It's nighttime, baby. Choo-choo, motherfucker. As I think what he says, my guy Timbo was all over this fight. I passed on this fight. I picked I picked Stolze. I'm an idiot. I thought Stolze had the better, cleaner boxing uh, and kickboxing. But night train, man, he fucking cracks. And, I, and initially, when I gave this guy his rating, I gave him four stars. I said, that's not a five-star performance. It ended very early. Want to see what he has, but we've already seen what he has. And the fact that he made that weight when a lot of people can't on short notice, being the way he looks, I mean. I'm a five-star man! Welcome to the club, Jarrett. You're a five-star man, baby. That was a five-star performance. Everything leading up to it, cutting the weight on short notice, Taking the fight on short notice, it didn't matter who it was. He was going to fight whatever. Getting it fake cancer because of some COVID. Getting it put back on because the doctor approved it. That's a lot to mess with your head. And you're going against a real-time Belgium kickboxing prospect. And you go out there and it's like, yeah, fuck all these leg kicks. Fuck all your distance that you do. I'm coming for your head. And you did. And you knocked him out with a beautiful right hand. And uh, good for you, Gooden. I think Gooden could be... An interesting guy in the division. Not, I, I don't think he has a ceiling to be champion. I, I just don't. I do think he has a ceiling to be like a very competitive fighter and give really fun fights. He has a ceiling to win a lot of money. He's already been in very exciting fights. He's tough as they come. He's big. He's powerful. Um, his cardio is checked out even when he's carrying all that muscle. So I like this kid a lot. Jesus, what does that mean? down a little bit sounds so loud in my headphones whatever that is i apologize um all right so next up you got melsic bagas bagdarian i think i nailed that where's <laughs> colin england uh everyone i knew was on melsic this kid again this this stems from me watching him bounce dennis bazook's head off in the contender series who i was a fan of and uh he fought another contender series guy calling england 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 whatever who has a weird MMA story. I don't feel like he loves it. I don't feel like he's in the mix. I don't think he's here to be champion. He's here because he's just naturally good at it. And Melsic, you know, admitted he got a little tired. He didn't like his performance, you know, but he fucking knocked him out. He looked great. Kit got through. Bunch of left hands was getting through in that first round. 
Uh, he looked great. He looked great. And he got a, what is that? See, the car got all mixed around on me. Where you at? Melson got a three and Colin got a one. Melson got a three and Colin got a one. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Maybe Melson should have got a little bit higher. He, you know, he was on the second half of my parlay that Brett Primus got fucking screwed. Um, but he looked good. He's training out of Glendale under Edmund. I worry about those guys' cardio. I worry about them being well-rounded. You know, Melsic looked to be in good shape, looked to be strong, but I got to see him in there against a wrestler. 145 is stacked with some good wrestlers. I just got to see a little more from him. I don't know why that that came up in his performance here, but it did. And I'm not going to change my mind because I don't have to. So fuck off. All right, next up, Jason Witt versus Brian Barberina. To me, fight of the night. Awesome fight, Jason Witt. Um, I went on Barberina here. A lot of underdogs won. So if you're a guy that takes dogs almost every fight card, good for you because they, they hit big, baby. Um, I did not. I got one one dog right the entire fucking fight card. I got uh, Junior and Fry. Uh, did it better. So fuck me. But uh, Jason Witt, this is a guy, big underdog, you know, 220 in a, I'm sure a little higher at close. Good wrestler, but has shown a real bad chin problem. Brian Barberina, this guy can crack. He never is out of the fight. He has shown some decent chokes. Him and Witt went at it. Witt controlled the majority of the first round, looked pretty good, took Barberina down whenever he wanted, took a few shots, gave a few shots. Second round dropped Barberina. I think he might have dropped him two times in that second round. Uh, and can take him down whenever he wanted. But whenever they got back to the feet, Barbarina slowly started to really clip wit and really find that chin. And wit started to get a little sloppy on the feet. You know, he's throwing some back fist stuff and kind of went sideways a little bit. His feet weren't underneath him. It looked a little sloppy. But enter that third round. Both guys want it. Both guys want this fight. Jason Witt knew I lose this. I'm cut. I got to fucking suck it up. And he fucking does, dude. He goes out there, lands some takedowns, and then just gets into a brawl with Barbarina. Gets hurt bad. Thought they were going to stop it. A lot of people had money on Barbarina finishing this fight inside the distance. They probably were screaming at their TV during those moments. But just heart and condition by, you know, I know they're both, both guys are tired, but pure heart from both guys. They wanted it. They wanted to win bad. Uh, and it was a decision majority. It was The scorecard's a little weird. I had Witt winning 29-28. He lost the third round. I thought he won the first two. Both guys got a three-star three, three star performance. Ne- Witt might have edged him and, and could have got a four, but I just felt like he got sloppy, and then I was really impressed with Barbarina's just determination and grit. Like, he got taken down fairly easy. Witt did nothing on the ground, right? He, he didn't get off ground and pound. He didn't do anything. He just tried to lay on position. Barbarina always worked his way back to his feet. Um, if Barbarina really cleaned up his takedown offense and stopped some of those, he, he could have probably, uh, you know, looked a lot better. Maybe got to finish, maybe got the decision, whatever. But uh, in that third round, it was a wild third round. Um, and and I respect both guys. Those, these dudes with the war, uh, awesome fight. Next up, Chris Grutzmacher or Gritzmacher. I don't know how it's Gritz. There's a fucking U in there, okay? This is the English language, okay? Let's learn it, boy. That's Grutz, but he pronounces it Gritz, whatever. Versus Hafi Garcia, I hate it. Hafi being this high the entire time. Um, I, I'm getting crazy feedback from either the AC or the fucking guy mowing the lawn. Either way, 
Uh, I hated the line from the get-go. Javi Garcia should not be a minus 320 or whatever he was. He's very, very high. Grusmacher looked like complete shit in Alex Hernandez's fight. I had him in that fight because I thought he was going to look a lot like what he looked here. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Have a good chin. Wear on you. Maybe get you out of there. Maybe decision you. And Javi Garcia was gassed after the first round. This is a guy who... Was this big of a favorite and he didn't win his first fight? Fought a good first fight on short notice against, uh, or his debut fight against Nasras, but that don't mean shit, man. That don't mean shit. What means shit is you going in there, being in shape, and getting it fucking done. And Grusmacher did. There's a, a capper. I think I follow him, MMA Folks or Fox. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Someone, I tweeted it and someone tweeted me the name. I remember seeing him on Groots for literally like before the weekend and at last weekend like he's like this is my guy and i saw his comments like people were giving him shit so that's a good stat plus 245 he was confident in that the entire week he hit it nailed it uh half he dropped grusmacher in the first round it's the only really round he had and grusmacher just sucked it up march forward uh grusmacher got a three garcia got a one almost got a zero because how do you come in here this out of shape Right? I mean, come on, dude. You took Grootsmacher so lightly, I guarantee it. You're like, I'm going to put this dude out. No problem. Everyone is Jim's gassing him up how strong he is. You know, Cuff Swans is doing interviews about how strong this guy is. Goes out there and just fucking duds it. That's what he does. He went out there and he fucking dudded it. Uh, Chris Grootsmacher gets the win. Nice underdog win there for him. Uh, Chavez versus Kamaka. This fight was a draw. Kind of a weird fight. I think Kamaka, if he didn't get the points taken away, he would have won. He was in full control of this fight. Danny Chavez, again, just looked great in his debut against TJ Brown. Just really hasn't done it for me. Got his leg chewed up. Got, you know, his striking is just so explosive, which means he's going to gas. Kamaka looks so fucking cool and calm in there. Uh, first time I don't think I've seen him slow down and gas. I think Kamaka is the bigger prospect here. They both got a two because it's a draw. I wasn't blown away by either of the performance, but if, if you're putting a gun to my head and saying who's gonna who's gonna make it farther at 145 like in the ufc it's gonna be kai kamaka i saw more talent out of him chavez is kind of a one-trick pony at this point uh and i think kai kamaka is growing every time he gets in there so junior fry versus ashley yoder fun fight junior fry pieced up yoder hurt her a bunch of times and and looked really good looked dominant at 115 you know this is a girl that's a was a former champion outside the UFC, and she showed it. Yoder's is a, you know, she's got a crazy, terrible record, eight and eight. Pretty girl, but it's fought the who's who, and is, is usually in dog fights and close fights and close losses. This one really wasn't close to me. I thought Junior Fry won everything. Hurt Yoder a few times. Uh, fun fight for a female fight that no one talked about, including myself, but Junior Fry, the only dog I got right in this card. She gets a three, Yoder gets a two. Uh, Zaruk Adashan, Adashade versus Ryan Benoit. Fun fight. Uh, where are we at here? But ba 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 See, they're moving around on me. Okay, so they both got a three. Um, Benoit showed incredible toughness. Zaruk showed some good fight IQ. Needed that win. I hated his post-fight speech. Full of excuses. People don't like hearing that shit. Um, he looked good. Those leg kicks were, were a problem. He got hurt a few times. Benoit is a big, powerful dude for 125. I do not know how long Benoit is going to be at 125. He always has weight issues. He's a thick kid. I think 35 is going to be his new weight class. Tough loss. He's 10 and 8. Exciting kid. Good chin. Big power. Got his leg chewed up. Got his leg compromised. He had to stay overnight in Vegas for his leg swelling, they said. He had a few chips. 
bone chips in his leg. So, I mean, the guy's just next-level toughness. And Zaruk fought a smart fight. I don't want to, you know, overstate that. I had Benoit as my mortal lock. I'm embarrassed that it did not happen. Um, but, uh, you know, if I give a mortal lock out and it's bad, I just, you know, I mean. Let me tell you something. You're suspect. That's what's happening. I give out a mortal lock and it loses. Sussy, okay? A little bit of sussy. First fight of the night, Philip Rowe versus Orion Kosi. The Kosi brothers need to switch camps. They need to get out of Philly. They need to get out of where everyone thinks they're great. They need to go train with some big names because I feel like they got some toughness. They definitely have heart. Um, skills are still kind of coming along. Philip Rowe had a rough first round, got taken down, didn't look himself, looked a little off, and then just picked him apart in that, uh, that second round. Stings a little bit because he... Um, he missed weight, so we only got a three. Kosi got a zero because I just didn't like that performance. You know, a lot of people think these guys are just first-round talent. I don't know if they even have first-round talent. I think they're very, very sloppy, and they get away with a lot of things because they're tough and they have power. But that's only going to take you so far in the UFC. I think you got to leave your comfort zone. you got to go train. you got to get a trainer. Uh, I don't know who the trainer is, so no disrespect for those Philly guys, but... They need to go somewhere where they're where they're getting bodies because they ain't getting it done where they're at. All right, that's the show. That's it. A little quick recap. I'll be back this week with the Pickums with Christian Costello. God willing, the guy's had heat exhaustion every day for a month. So God willing, he shows up. Timbo's going to be there. That guy won't miss anything. The champ. Follow us on uh, MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. I feel like the streaming experience is better on YouTube as opposed to Twitter. I always put it on both just because I feel like my a lot of communications via Twitter. So I like to put them on both. But follow the uh, the channel, MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe. I think the viewing experience is going to be better there. Also, I'm trying to ramp up more videos. I know you always hear me say stuff, but I got some, some ideas that I want to do, maybe like a weekly breakdown of like some of the news or something. I don't know. I'm kicking around ideas. But... That's the show. Again, follow me on all social platforms. Go to iTunes. Go to Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. It's important. It's important. It's important. I need you boys to do that. All right. I'll see you later this week, boys. See ya. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's real good. The name is Dalton.